Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners. Presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Monday to you guys. Hope that you had a fantastic weekend. Hope that it treated you well and all of those great things, you guys. And if you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by uh, Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So, big shouts out to Vibration Radio um, for always supporting and, and holding us down um, over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show because we could not um, do it without you. And so we are um, glad that uh, we have supporters who are out here continuing to support us. And, and speaking of supporters, you guys, we have um, another great supporter, the shop, Daiquiri Shop. 
um, held in, in West Bank in Marrero, Louisiana. Uh, so if you are in Louisiana, make sure you go by and uh, holler at my at my good partner, Anthony D. Collins, you guys, over at the shop on West Bank, 6909 uh, West Bank Express. Uh, Expressway, um, Marrero, Louisiana. Um, man, I'm telling you guys, I got some fantastic cooks, some fantastic drinks, um, some fantastic everything over there. So big shouts out to them. And we're also uh, sending our love out to our folks over at Ambient Records who continue to hold us down and support us and have some amazing music artists uh, from various uh, genres that come through here, come through the show. And we're actually going to have um, some more of those, author, uh, those artists uh, rolling through the show uh, this month as well. So definitely be in store for that because it is going to be a very, very good time, you guys. And speaking of a good time, uh, tonight, you guys, we are welcoming um, our special guest. Well, she's been on here before. Um, but it's been a while. I took a little break, but she is back uh, better than ever. I'm talking about no other than Arthur Black Butterfly. She is on this evening. Uh, we're going to be talking about her new book um, entitled Stress Reliever 2, um, Bad Intentions, you guys. And so you're going to uh, get to learn about her, uh, her process in writing this book and all those great things. And so at any time during the broadcast, you guys may have a question or a comment. Feel free to call in. The number is 347 Three nine is the number, and uh, for you guys who like to uh, hit me up on Facebook, feel free to send me your um, message uh, in my inbox um, if you have a question or a comment for her, and I'll be glad to answer, uh, get it asked uh, right here on the show this evening, you guys. Um, all you gotta do is hit me up at Bianca Fly on Facebook, and so nevertheless, we are not going to delay any further, you guys. We're going to bring um, the lady of the hour on here, um, Black Butterfly. You there? Yes, I am. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing great. It has been forever now. I can I can say yes. that it's it's definitely been a while. Um, and uh, <laughs> she got she definitely can tell you guys uh, when when she gets missing, like I pop up in her inbox, um, and and, and give her her name in all caps. Uh, just to let her know that uh, I'm thinking about her and all those great things. And so uh, for the folks out there um, who may not be familiar with who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, of course, my pen name is Black Butterfly. Um, I've been writing for a little bit over three years. Mm -hmm. Um, I have... A, a wonderful 13-year-old son, um, and I have a great career. I'm working on my third degree, and I'm actually also in the interim working on um, an erotica. So hopefully that will be released next month. And um, my goal is to turn one of my um, other books, Blind Love, into a play. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get that in, in the works. Absolutely. And, and for the folks who haven't had a chance to read um, Blind Love, you know, it's definitely, I tell people, um, a book that you must read because it deals with so much. Um, it touches on a little bit of um, domestic violence, um, if you yeah. will. 
um, and, and all of the issues that pertain when people are so wrapped up and um, engulfed in relationships and how, you know, love and <laughs> love and all that stuff can really blind us uh, from seeing the person that we, we really need to see. And so if you haven't read it, um, definitely go and check out um, Blind Love. Uh, it is an excellent read. And so, um, of course, I know you're back. It took a little break. Um, yes. For a little while and, <laughs> and got some things in, in motion. And so for you during that time um, of because um, I always wonder with authors who do take that time off, like during that time off, are you still thinking about writing books or was that time period just a time for you to really just, you know, re- restructure what was going on with you um, so that you could get back into uh, the literary industry? Well, the the passion is always there for me to write because that's my scapegoat. That's my escape from reality. Um, But I did take um, that hiatus. It was actually a two-year hiatus um, due to I was actually going through a lot of things. I I just came Mm -hmm. from out of a marriage. And so I had to take that hiatus because, huh, you know, it was, it was very draining mentally. And so um, that, that was my reason for that. I had to kind of restruct, re, you know, reconstruct my my life, reconstruct my life. Mm -hmm. And, and, and now I'm in a, a, such a better place. You know, God has blessed me with so many things, even within just this past year, you know, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been truly blessed. You know, I'm, you know, with someone that supports me one million percent, and that's nothing but God. You know, I have a wonderful yeah. son, a wonderful stepson, a very supportive family, and so I, I can honestly say, just within this past year, you know, God put He's placed these people in my life to help me to rebuild from the things that were torn in my life, torn down in my life over these past few right. years, and so I have nothing but just just I, I'm just blown away and just completely thankful. Absolutely. And, and for you, uh, how does it feel to have someone who is supportive? Because, you know, the thing about it is that we can always, um, you know, motivate and encourage ourselves, but especially when you yeah. have um, someone else who is willing to support you on your journey, encourage you, yeah. even in moments that you feel like, man, I, I'm not sure if I want to do this anymore. And so for you, you know, what is that feeling like now to be, you know, in a situation where you have that support, you have that, that backbone of somebody to kind of, you know, lean on if if you need to for that extra support? Well, I can honestly say at first, like, and I notice this with a lot of authors, <clears throat> when you're with someone and you feel like if they don't actually read your books or if they're not really into reading, mm-hmm. oh, that's not supporting me. And I felt that at first. And right. so he doesn't really <laughs> read as much because he's so busy. He works two jobs. But, you know, when it came when it comes down to me writing, sometimes he'll kind of remind me, hey, did you write today? Or, or you know, how are you going, coming along with your writing? And right. I just had a book signing this past Saturday. And when I tell you he was so supportive, he made sure everything was set up. He helped to pass out my flyers and, you know, word of mouth, you know, he, he was he was so supportive in that aspect. So I he's actually opened up my eyes to seeing that there's different ways that a person can support you. And to right. have that 
from what I've had in the past, you know, the past relationship that I did have, to have this type is is just like a breath of fresh air. You know, of mm-hmm. course, I believe in myself because it always starts with you believing in yourself and believing that, okay, this is the product that I made, that I put my hard work into, and, and so I, I believe in myself and I'm going to go out and push it, but it just makes it even more sweeter and less stressful when you have that. So I'm, I'm telling you, it's been a true blessing, and I feel like he's a true blessing from God. You know, and my son is my motivation too, so he's supportive as well. And, again, right. you know, my family, they're just, I mean, they came even at my book signing. They, I didn't have to worry about any other food. They just, they came <laughs> in, they did their thing. And, and all I can say, I, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a blessing on top of, on top of blessing. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's a good feeling. It really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking uh, of your book signing, did you expect <laughs> to get the response? Um, that you got um, at this book signing. Oh, man. I don't know if you saw some of the pictures and the videos that was on my page, but, (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's it's hard to – to, it's like it's hard. So you have that nervousness, just like when you, right. it, it doesn't matter if you've uh, released two books or if you've released 200 books. Every time right. you release something, it, it's, it's that nervousness. You have the jitters. And so I had those jitters. This wasn't my first book signing, but I still had those jitters because you don't know how the turnout was. And I, I coupled my book signing with a vision board party because, of course, my, de- my degree is in um, business. And so... Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to kind of get, you know, these women and, you know, the men, their their viewpoints on what is it that you, where do you see yourself going in life? Where do you see your life heading? And so I want it to be an example of, okay, this is my passion. This is what drives me. This is what I love to do, and I'm actually manifesting it. And so you can do the same no matter what age you are. You know, I had people doing vision boards at the book signing that were anywhere from early 20s all the way up to their 40s or 50s. And and they were thinking me at the end because they were like, you know, I didn't think that I could do this. Or I was giving them viewpoints on how to open up your business because I'm a firm believer that working a 9-to-5, I don't fault those that want to work a 9-to-5, but always have something that you can have for yourself. Always have something that's for you, that you that's for your that's in your name, that's for you. And so that that's what I always teach. So to see that type of turnout as well, coupled with my book signing, it, it was just awesome. I I'm not even gonna lie, I got emotional on later on down the line, you know, later on that day because it was very touching, just the motivational the the, the responses, the the positivity, the vibes, and, and the things that they gave me, the things that they said to me on how the impact that I made on them, it was just, it, it was overwhelming. So, yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I was so just happy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so um, now um, you're back and, and you have this book, um, which is um, Stress Reliever to um, Bad Intentions. And so um, with this book, how did you kind of 
Did you feel that you you prepared yourself kind of the same way? How did the inspiration for uh, this particular book come to you? Oh, well, to be honest with you, I already pretty much I left Stress Reliever 1 on a cliffhanger. And so all of my readers were so mad at me. (laughs) My my inbox was like people were cursing. (laughs) They were upset. They were like, you were wrong. So it was like, okay, I already knew how the I was going to implement the continuation of the situation that I left off with on, on stress reliever one. I already knew right. how that was going to turn out, but I started getting more of the ideas because actually one of the people that's on that book cover, um, the, the, the guy to the right with all the tattoos, um, mm-hmm. I know him, he's a stripper here in Dallas. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to throw a little, you know, mix in here. So I kind of bounced a few <laughs> ideas off of him. And I was right. like, okay, send me a few pictures. And, and so it's like the storyline just started coming before my eyes. It just started forming. And and how I how I write is I, I visualize the characters. And it's like I eat, sleep. I, I, I watch TV with these characters. These characters, they, they reside with me. And I, their, their drama unfolds in front of my eyes, which is mm-hmm. why a lot of my situations are so vivid in my books because I want my readers to, to visualize that as well. And so a lot of this has come about because there were things that have been told to me. So it's, it's a little truth in every single one of my books that I write. And so with this, I just kind of turned a, a little bit of someone's truth and, and just expanded into this, you know, into this whole storyline. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, of <laughs> course, uh, with Stress le- stress Reliever 2, uh, for the folks who, who need that refresher, kind of tell us, uh, take us back a little bit to Stress Reliever 1 okay. and, and tell us about some of the characters um, that were introduced um, from the beginning to us. Okay. Well, you have Jason. Um, Jason and... Uh, to Mia, they were best friends since college, and of course, they you know how you always have the best friends that are friends from college, and they always reside <laughs> remain friends even through life, throughout life after college. And so, they were the best of friends, and it just so happened that you know, Jason she met Carl and she married Carl, Carl was an attorney, and um. And and to Mia, it seemed like every relationship she was in after college was one failed relationship after another after another. And, of course, on the flip side with Carl, Carl had a friend named Trey, and um, Trey was just a nice-looking, built, just, you know, every woman's dream, just a (laughs) nice-looking guy. But, of course, he didn't have the best track record, you know, he, he, he was in and out of jail. And, of course, Carl would always help him bail him out. And right. so it takes you through the the situations that that people go through in marriages when they're not sexually satisfied or financially satisfied. Mm-hmm. And, and so sometimes when those, when you're at your vulnerable points or at your weak points, how people can see that and they take advantage of that. And that's kind of what right. happened in this book. But then it also takes you through, um, it also takes you through betrayal, you know, because, of course, Jason, and, you know, towards the middle to the end of the book, she's betrayed by Tamia. I don't want to just say too much because, of course, I have 
Stress Reliever <laughs> Part 1, you know, on Amazon as well and Barnes and & Noble. And, you know, I have the paperbacks as well. But, you know, it takes you through um, the betrayal of Tamia, how she betrayed, um, you know, Jason in this book. And ultimately it caused um, issues with her and Carl and something happens to Carl towards the end to where, of course, that's where the cliffhanger was. You know, some things mm-hmm. happened um, because people were, you know, of course, feelings and emotions, um, you know, were heightened and, you know, some things happened toward the end to where it was un- very unfortunate. Absolutely. With, with these characters, um, because I know mm-hmm. a lot of times people, um, when, especially when the characters are so good at, at who they are and the parts <laughs> that they play uh, in these books, I know you've gotten this question a lot, but where did your inspiration come from from the very beginning on to create these characters? Were they, you know, based mm-hmm. off of, you know, some real people that you know or just, a, you know, just a mixture of <laughs> <laughs> of people that you've got I get across. that all the yeah. time I'm telling you I get that all the time Bianca um, <clears throat> I I can honestly say some especially with Jason like I, I've never really they're not based on a person per se but you know a little part of their life were mirrored something that either a friend went through or that I went through um, mm-hmm. Even in blind love, I can also say you okay in blind love. Um, right. In a previous relationship, because it talks about you know when the mirror was with her her guy, and um, he had you know she was constantly finding out she was with him, and then it's like as she was in a relationship with him on down the line, she finds out about one possible child and then another possible child and then another possible child, and that's what I actually went through. So I can actually share that with my, my with the listeners, but that's what I went through. I was dating a guy, and, all I, and he told me about just two children, and as I progressed in this relationship, I found out about a possible other three with mm. three other women, and I was like, wait a minute, what? And so... Wow. Of course, that's that's what's portrayed in this book, you know. Um, and 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 there was, a, you know, my mom. She on down the line, or when she, you know, me growing up, she she was in a relationship that was where it was physical abuse, you know. And so I brought a lot of that towards the limelight, you know. She kind of fueled some of the things that she went through, and she endured. It kind of shaped the mirror's character as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's not all, you know, non-fictional, you know, to where it's just a, like an autobiography, but it's like little snippets from my life or someone that I know is, is each, is in each one of the books, which makes it even more personal to me, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, you know, when we go into uh, relationships with people and you know the the thing about it is that because I can you know remember as far as back as as college um, I remember dating a guy and although Mm -hmm. he told me about his kids um, you know he failed to tell me that he was very much so still married (laughs) wow and so, yeah, actually, he didn't even tell me. Um, and, and I know, like, people are like, well, how did you not know? You know, some people um, create a life based off of lies. 
And so they yeah. can set things up so perfectly that you absolutely have no clue. And so even when um, I, at the time when I went to, um, I would go to his house um, mm-hmm. and his him and his wife were separated, but they were still married, you know, but for him, he told me we're divorced, it's over, you know, finito, wow. blah, blah, blah. And so I went to his home. There was never any family pictures. There was ne- never any sign, you know, that, that anything was still going on or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, because I had went home, like, for Christmas break, and I remember calling him, like, the night before Christmas. And, yeah, he didn't answer the phone. A woman answered the phone. And oh, wow. it was like, yeah, it was kind of like, hey, you know, this is Shirley type of conversation. You wow. Know? And so, you know, and she she herself had no clue about me, you know. Um, and so we basically had, we had a, you know, cool, calm um mm-hmm. conversation now I don't know if that would have been the same had it happened in person I don't know how that right. would have went um but the fact um you know she talked about how she even being married to him and the reason why they were separated is because he was basically an habitual liar he just lied 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 all the time and I felt so yeah. horrible and I felt so bad, you know, and I, and I really came down hard on myself because, you know, when those moments, when people blindside you, you know, you get frustrated at yourself because you're like, why didn't I see this? You know, why didn't I notice, you know, these things going on um, or whatnot? And then you question people. It makes you really question people and yeah. how much you can trust people, you know, because especially if you, you're working hard to trust people and then you find someone you actually learn to trust and then they end up yeah. breaking that, you know, by lies and, and manipulation and all those things. And so it definitely works um a whole process on you and it and it kind of makes you skeptical of, of the next person but you try not to yeah. let the next person be held accountable <laughs> for what yeah. the for what the last it's hard it's like yeah. hard to kind of just yeah. be like okay can you trust yeah. and that's that's why when you have that feeling it's healthy to kind of detach yourself from the dating game right. until you recoup and rebuild right. yourself because it's just like I always say when you're in a relationship and something happens with trust or infidelity, then mm-hmm. just think of a, a, a mirror being broken. And you can put right. the pieces back together, but oh, you can good. see those cracks in that mirror. Right. And so let's say if something happens again, it's broken again, and you can try your best. The more and more that you break that mirror, the harder it is to put those pieces back together again. And and, and that's kind of how it is when it comes down to your, your, your psyche and in your heart as well. So once you, once you're away from whatever was poisonous to you, you have to rebuild yourself. You have to come up with your own antidote to rebuild yourself, and then that way you can be healthy for the next person. Fortunately, when it came down to my previous marriage, I I thank God that uh, during the time that we were separated, I was able to rebuild myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't get back into the dating game until I knew that I was ready and, and, and it wouldn't have been fair to the guy that I'm with 
to to sit back and, and give him damaged goods and, and I'm damaged right. and so I'm I'm right. making you pay for what someone else did to me. It wasn't fair to him. And so that's why I knew like I, I this guy I've known since you know, I worked at my previous job, so I've known him for a while. And so we didn't I didn't decide to, to date him until I knew, okay, I'm I'm okay. I you know, I, I'm fine, I'm I'm happy, you know, I'm I'm just and I'm ready to progress in life. I'm ready to move mm-hmm. forward. And once you know that you can move forward without ever looking back, that's the best thing. That's when you're you're able to really just move forward and progress in life. And so you know, that's that's where I am because I went through the same thing in my previous marriage to where I mean it was it was so many lies, it was infidelity, it was mm-hmm. it was all types of stuff. I mean, I I did so much to to help this guy in my previous marriage and, and it was just it it was poisonous. I had to realize that it was going to stay like that. In a relationship a person is either gonna help you or hinder you. And uh-huh. he it was a he was a hindrance. And so I had yeah. to detach myself from that in order to pursue my true life, you know, my, my, my uh happiness, you know, to find mm-hmm, my happiness. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my happy place now. Yeah. And and the thing about it is that and I'm glad that you mentioned about taking that time to to work on you because that's another mistake that a lot of us often make, you know, mm-hmm. is getting out of one relationship and you know, because we want love and we want affection and all these different things, the next person that comes along, we're like, Okay, yeah. you know, so we, we've quickly moved into this this next relationship and, and we're not quite ready, so that doesn't pan out because, you know, we're still harboring, you know, over things that happened in our past. <clears throat> right. And so um, for you, through, during this whole process of going through your divorce and, and, and writing your book, uh, what did mm-hmm. you learn mostly about yourself um, um, as a woman? And um, what, did, what did you learn more um, about yourself throughout this process? Hmm. I can honestly say that I learned that it was okay to hurt. Um, in the previous times when I've been in relationships, I would kind of, I, I would kind of push my hurt or or, or kind of you know push it to where it was hidden. You know, mm-hmm. try to suppress my hurt and my feelings and and have that tough exterior. And I can honestly say, with my previous marriage, you know, when when our when we separated. I was very vulnerable. I had never been in that dark place before, you know, and one thing that someone told me is it's okay to cry. It's okay to let it out because that's part of the healing process. It's okay to, you know, it's okay to pray because that's part of the healing process. And I I allowed myself to to do that, to go through pretty much my grieving process, because when you're when you go through a divorce, it's kind of like you're going through some type of death, because it's a, it's it's the death of love, that you right. know that love that's dying out, and so right. it's okay to go through your grieving process, and so I learned with this that it's okay to grieve. Don't su- don't suppress it, because when you suppress it, it's gonna cause you to lash out on other people, the innocent people. It's gonna cause stress, health issues, 
and and you're not going to be able to have another healthy relationship until you go through that grieving process and let that love completely die. And I allowed that love to completely die. And I I'm I'm just it, it's like the person I that I'm with, I'm like, gosh, why I didn't find you years ago? Why we didn't, you know, <laughs> because I've known you for so long, but why we didn't? But right. I, I, I'm thankful because I believe that everything happens for a reason and there's a season for it. And so, I mean, I, I'm I'm here I'm, and I'm happy and he makes me happy and, and I'm just, I, I thank God for that. Absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take a little break. Um, we're going to come back. And so uh, we are going to delve um, a little bit into this book and uh, get to get a little bit of uh, an inside scoop on what's going on in this next book, uh, Stress Reliever 2, um, Bad Intentions. And so don't forget, if you got a question or a comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. All you have to do is press 1, and we'll be happy to bring you in on the line so that you may ask your question you guys so don't go anywhere you guys we'll be right back with more right here on the beautiful butterfly show hey everybody how y'all doing this is lyrics brown author of the law to the hustle series one and two also author of the devil's calling car one two and three all available on amazon and when i'm not writing i'm listening to bianca fly here on the beautiful butterfly show y'all be easy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean power. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by Arthur Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. 
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. This evening, you guys, we are on with Arthur Black Butterfly, you guys, and we are discussing her book, uh, Stress Reliever 2, um, Bad Intentions, and we're about to get into it, folks. And so uh, for this particular book, um, because we don't want to give away too much, of course, we want people to <laughs> to go out and purchase it. Uh, so tell us um, a little bit about Stress Reliever 2, um, and are we going to be introduced to some new characters um, this time around? Um, yes, you are. You're going to be introduced <laughs> to, um, well, Shanna is, of course, Tamia's cousin. So Shanna is actually, well, Stress Reliever 1, Jason was in the spotlight. So Stress Reliever 2, of course. Shanna's in a spotlight now, and um, she has her crazy friend Peaches, of course. Um, her, her real name is Tiffany. Um, you're going to be introduced to um, Corey, which is Shanna's husband. You're going to be introduced to Bam, which is actually a, a real stripper in real life. Now, of course, what happened in the book is not in real life with him, but he is a stripper down here in Dallas. Um, so you're going to be introduced to him, and then you have Andrea, her mom. Um, yeah, it's going to be a few characters that's going to be introduced. Of course, um, Tamia is still lurking, lurking around in the book, all over the book. So Tamia appears to not be going anywhere. But, yeah, so Jason, she appears in the book as well. But the, the person to bring to the forefront for this book, of course, is Shanna. Um, and so um, this time around, with, with stress, uh, where, where did you feel that you, you needed to take um, the readers since it had been a while since the, the first um, that fir- the first part um, of this series? I felt the need to kind of give like a little recap. Um, a little recap on kind of what happened. And so, of course, you know, that's why uh, Jason comes back and she lets it be known, you know, uh, what what's going on. You know, the cliffhanger was, was, was there, definitely there on, on part one. So part two, she comes and she delivers what, what happened and, and what's going to happen from this point on and, um, you know, information she brings news to Shanna to deliver to her 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 cousin Tamia. You know, and so it's a lot of events that that that's brought to the the forefront. But of course, sh- definitely Shanna Shanna is a force to be reckoned with in this book. With this book, did you find it to be more challenging uh, than Stress Reliever 1? Was this one a little more challenging uh, to create? Well, even though it's called Stress Reliever, yes, it definitely was (laughs) a lot more stress because I had to, you know, be able to grasp my readers like I grasped them in the first one. And then also I didn't want to, you know, give it too much you know I didn't want to put too much in it because will there be a stress reliever part three hmm I don't know you know (laughs) maybe but I didn't want to just give them too much and then it's just like okay what we feel like this is the finality that you know it's that's it but yeah so it's it's definitely a, a lot of twists and turns and and things happening in the book that you can't predict. You know, sometimes you can read a book 
and and by reading the very first few pages, you can kind of already predict how the book is going to end. And that's not mm-hmm. much so with this because it's, it's so many things that you're like, oh, my God, why did she do this to us? You know, so you're going to have a, a little bit of that. You know, I'm I'm spilling the tea, but then I, I'm, I'm still, there's still like that little bit of corner left of the inside that container that you can't get to <laughs> because I may leave that. Who's to say it may be a part three. I don't know. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, we do have a question here from a listener here, uh, Destiny uh, from Houston, Texas. She says, okay. what did you do to keep yourself motivated um, during the time mm. that uh, you you kind of got down with uh, your divorce and whatnot? Man, um, Destiny, that's a very good question. That that My, my writing was actually – my motivation, my, you know, it was my scapegoat. It's my scapegoat. Like, I've been writing poetry. I started writing poetry when I was in seventh grade. So writing was always in me. And that was always kind of my haven. That was that was my safe place. And so mm-hmm. when I went through the things that I went through going through the divorce process, the, the hurt, the heartache, the bitterness, I even had a lot of bitterness going through this. And, and, I, I was able to turn that and convert all of that negative energy and, and just that energy period and convert it into something more productive. And so, right. I mean, that's what kept me, you know, my son, knowing that I want to have something that he can look up to, that he can say, my mom did this. So I know if she did it, I can do it. And through this whole process, I, he's able to see that and he's been able to see that. And so I had to keep myself going. You know, my family, again, was there for me. I have great friends. My friend, you know, Khadijah, Kalandra, uh, they kept me motivated even some Mm -hmm. of my readers like I had some that was just like girl okay I'm still here so when is part two gonna come and they (laughs) were also my you know they they were my my driving force and some of them even came to the book finding as well and so they that all of that collectively is what kept me kept me going and and I I just couldn't stop you know so yeah that's how it came about Thank you for that question, Destiny. Absolutely. Um, Erica from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, she says, what are your views on the literary industry? Um, Do you think that people um, prefer erotica over um, just urban love stories? Oh, that's a good question, too, Erica. Well, um, I can say it's a little bit of both because it depends really on the person. And as far as with the, the, you know, a lot of people, some people want just to to, to read about the drama. When I was right. a reader, I have like three or four bookcases full of books. When I was a reader, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to see hear nothing but drama. I didn't want drama in my real life, so I would prefer <laughs> to read about it. And so, yeah, so give me some juice, spill the tea, tell me what's going on in somebody else's life. And so I would want to read about it. Sometimes, yeah, I would, I, you know, I would want to read some erotica, which is my next book that's probably coming out, you know, that's, that I'm working mm-hmm. on right now, and it's, and it's an erotica. Like, I want to be able to switch it switch it up. So as far as when it comes down to the readers, it really depends on, on them. I've had some people that's asked me, am I going to do a Harley Quinn book? You know, mm-hmm. some that wants me to do mystery. So it, it really just depends on the person. Me personally, right. I like urban fiction 
but I also like a little bit of erotica too. So I'm a Zane fan myself, you know. <laughs> and for you, um, for you, do you find that because I know for some authors they stick to one genre, um, but for you, mm-hmm. um, do you feel that you know you are able to uh, expand to different genres versus just staying in one particular one? Yeah, I mean, I it, it can be a little challenging because if that's what you're used to, you know, if that's if that's what you're used to, then yeah, it can be a little bit challenging. But that's where determination and motivation come in at because it can right. be it's something as simple as doing your research, like on Harlequin books. I've never like thought that I could write a Harley Quinn book. I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But someone told me, Hey, do you write Harley Quinn? And I was like, you know, I'm thinking Harley Quinn from, from Batman, you know? And they were like, No, Harley Quinn, you know, like the old old, you know, House on the Prairie type books. And I was like, No, I you know, and I never thought about that. But yeah. you know, yeah. I'm like, hmm and it just takes a little research and and, right. and if you have that type of patience and motivation, it can be done. Absolutely. 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 Um, let's see here. Uh, we got one coming from Ashley uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, she says, who are some authors um, that you would love to collaborate with uh, in the future? Oh, man, it's so many. Um, I've I've always loved Zane. Like, honestly, this book that I have coming out, um I'm like, man, if I can get this book in her hands, it would be like gold. Like, I would love to work with her. Um, I had a publisher, um, which I may still um, publish with her, and I'm planning on collaborating with her. But Naya Moore, um, oh, man, some of my favorite authors, Ashley Jaquavius, uh, Carl Weber. Like, if I, Eric Jerome Dickey, like, if I could ever <laughs> collaborate, it, it would be with them, and I would be extremely, extremely, like, honored to collaborate with some of them like that it, that would be like old even some of the local artists okay mm-hmm. i have kendra king or it's kendra rainey down here but i would love to collaborate with her i have misha mish um davino dixon like there's so many local talent that i wouldn't mind collaborating with too Absolutely, absolutely. For you, um, through the the writing process, um, uh, for you, how how does how do you go about setting it up? Because I know for some people, some people are like, okay, I need, you know, to be in my alone space so I can work on my book. You know, mm-hmm. how do you what how do you set up your atmosphere, um, uh, to be able to write? What what usually motivates you or or gives you some type of trigger to be inspired to write? Um, me, I love a quiet place. Like some people, they can probably listen to music, as you said. Me, I love a quiet place because I, if not, I'm, I'm so easy to get distracted. I'm telling you, Bianca, I, I can watch TV. And by the time <laughs> I look up, I've only written like 10 words. So when I sit back and these characters are talking to me, I'm, I'm able to really just focus when I'm just quiet. I love to sit on the couch you know, I have my little laptop. I may have me a little glass of wine or two or three or four, and then I'm writing, you know. <laughs> and so right. that's me. That's my comfort. I have me a little blanket, a pillow, and I'm on the couch, and I'm just comfortable, and I'm in my own zone. But it has to be quiet. I can't even have music playing, or I'm, 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 nothing's going to really get accomplished. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Uh, with this book, um, Stress Reliever, and all of the books that you have written thus far, uh, which one is your fave thus far? Which one is your, your favorite one? Oh. Um, everyone always asks me that. And I really just can't pick a favorite. It's just kind of like having three or four children and then just asking which one is your favorite child, you know, because I, <laughs> it's like I gave birth to all of them. But right. I can honestly say if I just had to, had to, had to just choose the main one that sticks out, just like a sore thumb, of course, mm-hmm. is blind love because it was so dear to me and some of the things that I've personally went through my life and, and a loved one went through in their life as well. It has, the, you know, statistics in the back to where it, it tells you the percentages of you know, the, you know, domestic violence in the U.S., the United States, and, and nobody really knows that it was, you know, is that high or that this is all that's going on. And so um, I would honestly say that. But coupled with stress reliever part one and two, that's like a whole different, like they're sitting in a different boat by themselves or together uh, you know, in blind love, they, they, you know, they're pretty much like apples and oranges because stress reliever part one and two is dealing with infidelity. It's dealing with, you know, the lies and betrayal and, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just, it's a lot of juiciness going on versus, you know, you have the hurt, the anger, the pain from right. blind love. So it's like, I, I like them. I love them all, but just kind of in their own different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, with um, the whole literary industry, what have you noticed? Um, just sitting back and, and and seeing authors and and people put out books. Hmm. What do you feel that people really desire this day and time to read? And do you think that a lot of authors are putting forth the effort? Um, to give readers what they want or um, because you see some some authors they can throw out a book um, anytime you know and then you have others right. who, they take their time they they're working and, and so do you feel that I guess do you feel that people are putting a lot of energy into it or are we going to quantity over quality um, what, what are your thoughts on that huh well, my thought on that is, um, I mean, I have seen, you know, some people, like especially with the readers, um, you know, them take what their readers say and kind of put it into their books. I, I haven't seen them really change up the genres, but they'll kind of listen to their listen to their readers as far as, okay, when it comes down to, to language or when it comes down to even if there's typos or something as small as that, or if, if they don't want a character killed off in their next book or whatever, sometimes they may right. listen. But, um, you know, as far as with a lot of the readers, I, I have yet to really see sometimes um, authors asking the the general public or asking on social media sites, you know, what would you like to, what would you like for me to do? You know, I'm I'm kind of pretty much at your, you know, at your will and desire. What would you like for me to write, or what would you like to read? And I'm pretty sure that there will be people that will 
you know, answer those types of questions. But I have yet to really see that come down my timeline from, from authors because I have so many that's that's there. And it's not saying not to negate or, or to try to, you know, say that they don't have that type of desire, but maybe I don't think right. that that was something that would probably cross their mind. But that's actually good to ask because you may get, you may be surprised by some of the answers that you may get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, for you, um, at the end of the day, what kind of author um, do you want to be known as? Um, a lot of times, you know, we don't think about the, the legacy and the impact that we mm-hmm. leave behind. And you're actually leaving a legacy behind, you know, um, by putting yeah. your works out there. Um, for your son to to be able to read and, and his yeah. kids one day and all those great things. Yeah. And so, what kind of impact do you hope to leave um, on the literary industry? Man, somebody that didn't give up. You know, even just mm-hmm. if they followed me from the beginning to the end, they rock with me from the beginning all the way to the end. They saw that even though you know I had you know things that happened in my life, like everyone goes through. That didn't right. stop me. That that didn't stop me from pursuing what I wanted to pursue. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm still humble, and as far as when it comes down to even just the writing, I want to be able to give my viewers something that they will love, something that they can tell the next person to, you know, tell the next person about. So I feel that what I'm leaving is still a very positive person. Yeah, I'm going to deliver the tea. I'm going to give you drama. I'm going to, it's going to be all types of sex probably all up in that thing. You know, it's going to be <laughs> real life situations, you know, that you're going to, so it, it's going to be relatable. More than anything, it's going to be relatable and they're going to be like, you know what, that author isn't just sitting back just saying a whole bunch of things that I really can't relate to. It's, it's, this is everyday life. This is something that everyone goes through. And and that's what I can appreciate about that author is that that's what she's delivering to me, and so that's what I want to. That's the type of impact that I want to leave. Or even this is just my stepping stone, and then hopefully my you know I want to get it turned into to movies and 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 things of that nature, to mm-hmm. where they're able to see that progress. I want them to see that progress. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and with that, I know you were talking about um, blind love. Um, getting put into um, a work, um, a work yeah. as well, and so uh, which I think would make an excellent. I think it would make an excellent film, and I also think it would make mm-hmm. an excellent stage play um, as mm-hmm. well. Um, just you know, getting the message out um, because so many of us um, have been blinded by love at some point, <laughs> are being blinded um, by love currently. You know, depending on you know folk situation and thus far, and so. For you, um, I have noticed within um, all of your books, there's um, a message, a message within um, your books. And so for you, uh, why was it important for you as an author to make sure that you included a message? Because it's easy, you know, it's easy to write a book and a Mm -hmm. story and and have all these things going on. But you specifically, you know, have a way of bringing out and delivering a message in your books. And so... What made you want to do that? Oh, man. I, I want to say that it's, 
it, it, it goes back to even my, my previous job. I used to work in law enforcement. And so mm-hmm. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've been, um, you know, the type to where I'm, I'm out here in the general public. I've, I've seen those that were incarcerated, wrongfully incarcerated, and, and, and those that were incarcerated, even if they did it, you know, they had their own reason sometimes for doing it. And sometimes they right. didn't have that motivation on the outside to, to motivate them. Sometimes it, it takes something as small as that little motivation to motivate these people to, to not do what they're doing. And, and, and it took me to, uh, I mean, I used to give them scriptures, um, motivational quotes. Um, I even wrote, wrote short stories for them to read, and, and it mm-hmm. always pertained a message. And I can honestly say that when I did that, it was more people that, that didn't return, you know, that actually caught that message. I would, instead of me seeing them coming back into jail, I was seeing them on the outside. Yeah, they were still calling me boss mm-hmm. lady, but <laughs> they were like, you know what, you you know, you said this and you said that and you were right, and I'm, you know, I and now I'm out here and I'm, I have a job and and I'm I'm doing better with my family. I'm doing this. I'm a father to my kids and I'm that. And it took like I would always tell them, I, I would be in the tank with 64 men, and I would tell them, even if I it's 64 of you people in here, but if I just reach one person. By me talking and talking to you guys, that 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 I, I've done my job, and so that's how I feel as well. When I have these messages in here, I want them to be able to take something from that and be able, because it could be applicable to someone in their life. And even though I I, I could sell thousands of books. If it just reached that one person, then I feel that I've done my job. I feel that mm-hmm. I've motivated that person to get out of that abusive situation, to get to, to leave that friend alone that was betraying them, to leave that no good man. Or, you know, I, I've 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 done my job to, to, to do what you have to do to better yourself for your children. You know, so that's why, you know, I do have those underlying messages and even if it if even if it just just one person, they they're able to take something positive out of that and change their life. Then I've done my job. That's how I feel. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, of course, uh, for the folks out here, um, tell them where they can go. Uh, um, uh, and when uh, has the book actually released already? Uh, for yes, people it actually okay. released today. Okay. <laughs> it released okay. on Amazon today. So today is. Stress Reliever Part 2 birthday, Wonderful. and so you can get it on Amazon. Um, you can find me on Facebook, V, V-E-E Thompson. Um, I have the Black Butterflies book page. Um, I also have the Butterflies, uh, the Black Butterflies Reading Den, which is a group. Um, you can find me on the underscore Black Butterfly on Instagram as well, and I, I do the signed copies. I have paperbacks on hand, and of course, you can just hit me up. You can inbox me, and I'll be more than happy to, you know, send you some signed copies. Because I know you guys want want one for if I blow up, then you know you you'll have one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And um, for the folks out here uh, who are aspiring to be a writer, uh, what would be your words of of encouragement to them? Man, um, 
to to just do your best. Your first your first try, you may not get it right, but always be open to positive criticism. Be open to positive criticism. Do your research. You know, put that motivation in. I've had a few that would come and tell me that, hey, I want to I want to write, I want to do this, and so I have no problem helping anyone out, but I want to know what have you done to fulfill your dream. Show me what you have done, and then I can help you with the rest. Like, do that good at least 75%, and then I can help pull you the other 25% of the way. So have, if you want, have that motivation and that drive because you're going to face – you're going to face – so much, you know, negativity possibly, you know, in the literary field because it's it's, it's, it's it's tough out there. You know, the critics are tough. But be able to turn that criticism into something positive and, and be able to build off of that, you know. And so that's what I would say is is don't don't give up if you get one or two, you know, negative responses. Keep keep using that. Use that as your fuel and keep doing it. Keep driving. And, and it's going to turn out very beneficial. In the, long, in the long run Absolutely And so uh, folks make sure that uh, You go and you purchase uh, Stress Reliever too And if this is just your first time um, Hearing um, her speak Make sure you go and pick up on the whole collection So you can be up to date yeah. On all the latest stuff And so of course uh, Man we are what, Seven months into, into 2018 this, this year is absolutely yeah. flying by uh, and so, what's next in store um, for for Arthur Black Butterfly? Okay, well, my next book that I'm working on is called The Sweet Taste of Chocolate and Honey. It's a melanin erotica. It's going to be the melanin masquerade. So this is going to be straight erotica. So just like I'm giving everyone, I gave somebody, so I gave people that that urban fiction. So you had your drama. Now we're going to get into some, some erotica. So my mom and my aunt, they can't read this book. They're going to have to sit this one out. But for everyone else, I'm going to give you all, all that you're wanting in the sweet taste of chocolate and honey. So that's going to be my next, you know, my next thing. And then, of course, me trying to see how, you know, to turn blind love into a play. And, of course, I'll be going for my master's degree in August as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much what can be expected at this point right now. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I am definitely um, excited for you, and I am thrilled and definitely um, been waiting and anticipating for you to come yes. back. And I knew you were going to come uh, with something amazing. And uh, it's just good to see you back. And, um, you know, I, I definitely admire you for um, going through um, the things that you have because oftentimes those can really, you know, push us back and, and sometimes yes. folks don't always want to get back out there and and get things done and so I'm glad that you are out here and uh, definitely giving the folks um, all you can and then some and so I'm looking forward to um, more from you also um, in, in that process and so uh, folks out there uh, do you have any um, final words or thoughts uh, you want to share with the listeners well um Anything that you want to do that you just put your heart to it, it can be done. Nothing's impossible. Um, even when you feel like your back is up against the wall, you know, sit back, write your vision down, make it plain, and stand on it. 
and and it can be done. But I I was, I was a single mother, and I did all of this. I was able to accomplish this being a single mother. So nothing's impossible. Um, and you guys can do it. It can be done. I want to be able to see some people tag me. Of course, Z-E-E Thompson, that's my name on Facebook. I want some people to be able to give me some of these testimonies. So right, right. that's my, my final thought, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it is always um, a pleasure to have you here on the show. And we Thank definitely uh, look forward to having you back uh, when that next book um, drops as well to, to give the folks uh, so inside scoop on it as well. And so make sure you guys um head on over uh, to purchase Stress Reliever Two, uh Bad Intentions, you guys, um, by Arthur Black Butterfly. Make sure you tag her on your social media as well. Um, v Thompson. Um and it's always um good for an author to get get feedback and let her know what you thought yeah. um about the book and all those great things. Um it keeps them inspired, it keeps them encouraged and it also lets them know, you know, if there's some things that they need to work on. So um yeah. it's always a good positive criticism also. So uh with that said, uh we're gonna get ready to get out of here. But I do wanna thank you for coming on here and I hope you'll come back and, and chat with me again a real soon. Of course. Thank you for having Absolutely. me. You're welcome. Absolutely my pleasure. And I'll be talking with you again soon. Thank you. Bye, y'all. All right, you guys. That was Arthur Black Butterfly. Make sure you guys go and support and purchase uh, Stress Reliever 2, Bad Intentions. Make sure you get caught up with Stress Reliever 1. And um, head on over, get you some blind love. I'm telling you guys, that is amazing. But all her books um, have absolutely been amazing. I can definitely um, say that as well. So make sure you guys go and support and connect with her on Facebook and Instagram and all those great things. And so um, I actually be putting the link on my page so that you guys can go and purchase the book. Uh, some folks don't like to hunt for anything, so guess what? I'm going to put it out there for you. So you can just one click away, and you can purchase it and all those great things. And so um, coming up uh, tomorrow, you guys, uh, at a different time, we're going to be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to have Coach Michelle Jackson, and she's on, and she's going to come on, and she's going to talk about her experience. Uh, with domestic violence, she's going to talk about her experience uh, with suicide um, attempts and, and how you can come out of all of that, um, the light, the growth. Um, at the end of that journey um, is possible. So she's going to be here uh, tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So once again, big shouts out to Black Butterfly and to all the listeners on the phone lines and on Facebook. And to those of you who sending your questions, we definitely appreciate you um, and all that you do. And I appreciate you guys for continuing to support the Beautiful Butterfly Show. You Feel free to connect with me on Facebook um, at Bianca Fly on Instagram at Butterfly um, the Beautiful Butterfly Show and on Twitter at Butterfly Show. All those great avenues. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic rest of your evening. I'll see you here tomorrow. Uh, I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great one. Listen, Bill. I realize that you've been hurt. Because I've been hurt. But regardless to who, what, why, when, and where. We're all precious in his sight. And a rose is still and always will be a rose.